there's another question that I would like uh, that I would like to ask you. Um, before we were talking about, of course, this this respectable journalism. Um, of course, this comes in many forms, uh, usually backed by think tanks, quote unquote experts, or the the, the Twitter freedom fighters, um, especially with the Russia Ukraine stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the the world is full of full of uh, these high budget uh, NGOs whose entire job is to basically go tell people in other countries uh, how unfree they are, how much they should love the West, and particularly the United States. How it's great when their factories, like Western factories, come to them, but it's authoritarian chaos when other people's factories uh, come to their land and so on and so on. Uh, what do you think about the, the uh, what Yugopnik terms the freedom industrial <laughs> complex? Uh, do you think or do you find yourself agreeing with the China experts, quote unquote experts, who most of which don't even speak any Mandarin, and the Asia experts and so-called democracy experts? Do you find yourself agreeing with these people? I mean, no, <laughs> the the whole freedom <laughs> industrial complex, which I really love that name you gave it, um, this whole industry relies on our very limited understanding of what democracy and freedom is and our acceptance of that, right? Like, what is democracy? Mm. In the US, that just means bourgeois liberal democracy based on individual rights. Um, you know, it often just translates into having an election every few years or so. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, the people that we vote in, that they come from this revolving door of corporate lawyers. As long as we have an election every few years, then mm. people see that as democratic. You know, we think of democracy as freedom of speech, freedom of self-expression. Um, it prioritizes the individual over the collective, which often translates to meaning freedom to exploit others, right? But it doesn't take into consideration economic rights. So, you know, like what good is freedom of speech if you can't afford rent? What good is freedom of speech if you mm. like precariously live paycheck to paycheck, if you can't put food on the table for your family to eat? We only have democracy for the bourgeoisie. And, you know, you can, uh, you uh, going back to the COVID pandemic, you saw it in the very beginning when um, there were lockdowns in certain countries in China because, you know, this policy prioritized the collective good over, uh, over the individual. But, you know, what circulated in U.S. media, you know, they were claiming that China was infringing upon the human rights of people by, you know, locking them in their house. Uh, limiting people's human rights to uh, like move about freely, you know, not taking into consideration the collective good of stopping the spread of this disease. And so these so-called democracy experts, what I find is that they judge China by their own understanding of liberal democracy, which is like kind of unfair mm. because China has never claimed to be a liberal democracy. Um, so I think if you're going to judge a country's political system, uh, shouldn't you have an understanding of its core political tenets? Um, shouldn't you have mm -hmm. an understanding of, you know, Marxism-Leninism and judge its political system on its application of that? Like China holds a national congress every five years to determine the party's priorities mm -hmm. based on the changing material conditions. And since its revolution in 1949, they have looked at the evolving material conditions in its own country and formed policy around that, right? So as China evolved, the conditions and along with them, the primary contradictions have evolved too uh, during 
Mao's time, you know, he determined the primary contradiction to be class struggle. And so he developed policies around that. And then around the Deng period, they said, you know, the primary contradiction is no longer class struggle. It's backward social productivity versus material needs. And so they developed policy around that. And then, you know, a few years ago, Xi Jinping looked at the material conditions and they said, well, the primary contradiction is now uneven development. And they developed policies around that. So, I mean, there's obviously like an underlying motive here of these so-called democracy experts in spreading this narrative around China. But I also think it a lot of it is very dependent on our own tacit acceptance of what democracy is and that the U.S. has democracy, uh, liberal democracy, and other countries, you know, strive for it also. Also. 